don't know what happened. <laughs> got to stop doing that. What did I do? Oh. And go. There's hey, like no it warning. makes for a really good, fun, spontaneous uh, intro. So there you go. And then I'm like, I have to wait the five seconds, and I'm like trying not to laugh over here. <laughs> I know it's really hard. I'm laughing on the inside. everybody. <laughs> hey Welcome to today's episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. It's yeah, Melissa yeah. and Meg. Hey, it's me, Meg. Hey, it's me, Meg. Hey, it's Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> today, if we can get ourselves together, today. One day we will. That's, yeah, maybe in the future. Debatable. Far off future, maybe. Today, we are going to talk about weddings. Woo All the love. Give me all the love. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, it's it's been an interesting year for <laughs> those of us in the wedding industry. Understatement. Yeah, yeah. I was telling Meg earlier today that I have 18 weddings on my schedule for this that year. That's like literally insane. When you saw that, I think my jaw literally hit the floor. <laughs> I was like, what? And potentially, I mean, I have 18 now, but I've got one I'm waiting to hear back on. So there could be like 20 and about half of those, maybe not half, like eight or nine of them were pushed from 2020 to 2021 because of, you know, the vid. So <laughs> the Rona, <laughs> the Rona. <laughs> so it's been a really interesting year in the wedding industry for a variety of reasons. But we, what we wanted to talk about today was I know that sometimes people who have been in photography for a little while or maybe were in family photography are sort of like, you know, I kind of want to get into the wedding industry, but I don't really know how to do that. Like, what's the best way to do that? And one of the ways to do that is to start working as a second photographer for lead photographers for weddings. And so that is what we wanted to talk about today. So we have a couple of different sort of like headlining topics when it comes to this area. And we're going to speak, I'm going to speak sort of about my experience as the lead photographer. Meg's going to talk a little bit about her experience in being a second photographer. We actually shot a wedding together in 2019. It seems forever and ago. For, it feels like forever dream. ago. <laughs> I know. I know, especially since I was just down in Florida for that same couple for their maternity session. So. I know. I'm so sad I missed it. I, uh, Mel told me she was going to Florida. I'm like, oh, I'm coming too. She's like, uh. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch you in California. Um, but let's talk first about what a second photographer is. So now some wedding photographers always have a second photographer with them. I am not one of those people. I tend to shoot the majority of my weddings on my own, but there are some times that I do bring on a second photographer. So for some, it's just part of their business model. For others, it could be like a situation of time or distance, right? So if the couple is getting ready in two different places and they both want getting ready, you know, pictures done, obviously you can't split yourself into two people. Although a wedding day, sometimes you feel like you should be able to, or you'd want to split yourself into like five <laughs> yeah, different no people. So that could be one reason. Um, it could be that the couple is just really interested in wanting to have a lot of different perspectives of their wedding day. I tend to recommend a second photographer if the wedding size is over 250 people or if the bridal party is really large. And the reason for that is that it's just helpful to have a second set of hands. <laughs> Seriously. It's just, it's just helpful to have someone to help. And a support wrangle. system, you know? <laughs> a support system. It's helpful to have someone to like 
wrangle family members. And so Megan and I will talk a little bit because our wedding together had some really fun and interesting things happen during it weather-wise that created a whole bunch of really interesting situations. But so there's a lot of different reasons that someone might decide to have a second photographer. Those are just sort of, I would say, the, the top several reasons. So what does that typically look like? Well, as a lead photographer, when I bring on a second photographer, it's important to me that they know technically what they're doing. It's not as important to me necessarily if they've photographed a wedding before, but it is important to me that they do have a solid technical foundation for their shooting. And the reason being is that because you can't redo a wedding day. Uh, no. <laughs> nope, you can't. And so I need to bring somebody on with me that is a solid, solid photographer in terms of technical understanding, in terms of shooting on manual, in terms of just understanding light. So if that is something that you feel like you are well-versed in and you're looking to sort of get into the wedding industry, then it might be a good idea for you to sort of offer up your services as a second photographer. If you're someone that maybe doesn't have as much technical proficiency, then I would really recommend that you shore up those skills first, because I've heard I, I have not had this experience personally, but I have heard from, from many lead photographers that they brought on a second photographer who showed a small selection of their images and looked like it was fine. It was like, oh yeah, I know how to shoot a manual. And then they get the images back and their shutter speed was at one over 40 the entire time, or they were over, totally overexposed or just unusable or blurry. And obviously that sucks because... <laughs> You have to deliver images to your client. They're expecting a certain number of images or they're expecting a certain number of perspectives or whatever the case might be. And if you can't deliver those images as a photographer, as a lead photographer, that falls on you. So if you're a lead photographer, a really thorough screening process is a must. I ask for multiple full galleries from people before I bring them on as a second photographer, I sit down and have a face-to-face -face or this, these days a Zoom meeting with them and talk to them because I have to be able to trust that they know what they're doing. Now, obviously I know Meg is amazing at what she does. So oh, I was like, thanks. hey, I was like, hey lady, I have this <laughs> wedding happening. You want to come out and shoot it with me? Now I should put out there Meg's not a, um, necessarily a huge fan of wedding photography. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love the love. I don't like the 10 hour weddings. No, thank you. That wedding was, was 10 hours. Oh my I don't God, do I want to die at four hours. I was like, Mel, are we done yet? <laughs> I was fading so And I'm like, nope, nope. We're not still got six more hours to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and I don't actually do 10 hour weddings anymore. So there's that as well. <sighs> However, so I trust, obviously, the people that have done second have second shot weddings with me. Actually, Leah Jones, who we interviewed on the podcast a couple uh, last year, the year before, I guess, did uh, she second shot for me a couple of times. So I'm fully confident in the people that I brought on board with me. But typically, what it looks like is sometimes you're there for the entire wedding. I sort of made Meg be there with me the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You get to hang out with me all day." <laughs> but I would say, for the most part. Most part, you're not there all day. For the most part, my second photographers sort of show up with me or like for getting ready. So if we're getting, if, if, you know, the couple is getting ready into different locations, I usually stay with, with one of the people, one of the couple members, usually the bride, if there's a bride, and then 
then the second photographer usually goes to hang out with the with the groom and the groomsmen. If they're not interested in getting ready pictures, then we sort of, you know, make sure that we're there either before the first look or before the ceremony begins. And then the second photographer typically stays through the ceremony and through sort of formal portraits. And so, Meg, I'd love to hear from you a little bit from your perspective of sort of what that experience was like for you, aside from the fact that it was a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I won't complain that it was a long day anymore. It was a long, it was a freaking long day. <laughs> and hot and rainy. <laughs> so much fun because so I love fun. Christina and Eric and they're like I my favorite people too. ever. They were a great day. couple. It was a, and they had a great wedding party, which made it they a did. lot more fun. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Whoever you're taking photographs of really helps, you know, if you have a strong connection with them or if they're a really fun couple or their party's really fun because it just makes it easygoing and it flows well and everyone's laughing and having a good time, which also makes for great photographs. So mm-hmm. I love the getting ready photos. And I, uh, in this particular wedding that we shot, it was in this like attic area with like this filtered light coming through and it's just like a really pretty spot. So I love just kind of like shooting around that. But um, I loved working with Mel and just like, I liked seeing her kind of the opposite role of like her and I, although we're pretty equal, but you know, she was kind of bossing me around and stuff. And I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm playing. (laughs) Sometimes it's nice not to be the boss. Yeah, and just like, I'll tell me where to stand. Yeah, tell me where to go, go. I'll do it. (laughs) Don't have to think about it. But um, yeah, splitting it up in two where you you might be shooting the same thing, but you have different angles or different people that you're including and different focus. So it always adds variety to have, um, another photographer with you. I'm really trying not to say the S word. I know (laughs) that's really hard. I know. So one of the things that I find to be helpful as the lead photographer, when I'm working with a second is to really sort of clarify and spell out for them what I need them to be doing. So in this case, for this particular wedding, I was like, listen, I need you to sort of hang out with the guys and start taking pictures of them getting ready. And then because I had worked at this particular venue before, I knew that there was different shots that I wanted that I wasn't going to be able to get because I was going to be at the sort of the end of the aisle. And I wanted pictures from behind. I wanted pictures from inside sort of the the waiting area where they were because the light's really pretty in there. So the beautiful part is that, you know, I was shooting with two different cameras and two different lenses. So I was able to get different perspectives as the bridal party and, and Christina was walking, were walking into sort of where the ceremony area was. And then Meg got all these great shots from like where the family was like waiting and hanging hanging out to come out. And then these just really great shots of Christina and her mom walking into the ceremony space. And then we were able to just like run around and get a bunch, so many different perspectives of their ceremony. Now, Let's back up for a hot second because prior to the ceremony, oh my gosh. <laughs> so we were getting ready to to shoot their first look, which we were going to do out by this big huge beautiful, I think it's an oak tree or a maple tree. And about 4 minutes before the first look, the wedding coordinator for the venue came to me and said, "It's going to start raining in 4 minutes." I was like, <laughs> cool great not just rain well we didn't know the other part yeah we're like it's gonna rain okay and so they had this beautiful this the 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 venue is is large it has a lot of of spaces and so they had this great old farmhouse and so that has a covered porch and so the decision was made that we were going to do the first look on the covered porch well there's rain 
And then there's what happened that day, which was like 60 mile an hour winds, rain blowing sideways. Meg and I like pressing our bodies up against the farmhouse, like trying not to get sopping wet, trying to keep Christina and Eric or blow away. And then I was like, uh, yeah, we can't be out here anymore. So we need to go inside, which I've checked that venue several times. I've never actually been inside that house. And I was so happy that we got to go inside because I just, we ended up getting great pictures from the inside. But as we were inside, all of a sudden, Eric looks out the window and he's like, it's hailing. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, and it's in those situations that knowing that your second photographer knows their stuff is super important because there wasn't a lot of space to work with. There wasn't a lot of like maneuvering room because it's an old farmhouse. The rooms are small. And so I had to trust that Meg was doing what I needed her to do without me having to micromanage her, which is not my style anyway. And then we just, and then that communication, right. Of saying like, okay, I need to stand here. I'm going to stand here. Let me move to the side. You get your shot. And that I think is really important as a second photographer is that you are there to assist the lead photographer. So if you are choosing or wanting to sort of tap a t- you know t- dip a toe into the wedding industry and you want to do so as a second photographer, you have to go in with the mindset that you are there to, I don't want to say the word serve because that sounds like intense, but like you are there as an assistant, as a support member for that lead photographer. And you have to sort of like put your own ego aside and know that your job is to make sure that they can deliver great images to their client. So I've also heard of other lead photographers, you know, just horror stories sometimes about second photographers being like, you know, trying to take over or trying to take the lead or just being sort of like gross about it. Never has, that's never been my experience, but I've heard that before. So that's something to kind of keep in mind too. As a lead photographer, I need to be really clear about what my expectations are of my second photographer. And I expect my second photographer to be there as an assistant for me. So whether that is grabbing shots that I can't grab, or it is, you know, I'm handing them a list of the shots that we have to take. And I'm like, I need to find these people (laughs) or, you know, whatever it might happen to be during that day, not in an exploitative way or anything, you know, like, Oh, you know, hold this umbrella over my head. Like not that, but like, this (laughs) is, although funny story, umbrella girl, funny get you a hat umbrella. (laughs) I need one of those (laughs) funny story. So I shot a wedding last year in October and it poured all day. And I'm talking like, sometimes you get like a break in the rain where it's like, okay, I've got four minutes. It's not going to rain. We can run outside. No, it deluged all day long, Uh, but there was a covered gazebo on the property. And I'm not typically a gazebo fan, but this was a beautiful gazebo. And I convinced the couple to like, we had clear umbrellas. I convinced them to like come outside. We got them into the gazebo where they would be covered. And I was sort of like trying to like finagle my umbrella and like shoot my camera. And the bride's brother who did not have his own umbrella came over, stood next to me, grabbed my umbrella and like held it over me. And I'm like, you're getting sopping wet. And he's like, it's my sister's wedding day. I will do whatever I need to do. Aww, and I was so like, sweet. <laughs> he was drenched by the time we were done. And it was just Aww. so sweet of him. In any case, I digress. But <laughs> so you shouldn't as a second photographer feel like you're being taken advantage of, but your job is to work for the lead photographer. So if that's going to cause an issue for you in terms of like ego or like <laughs> things, then you should probably not choose to do that. Check your ego at the door. Yeah. And so along with that comes a pretty clear contract. 
that's important for you as the lead photographer to make sure that you give to your second photographer. And then also for the second photographer to make sure that they understand what's expected of them. Now, that contract can vary wildly from photographer to photographer. I would say that mine is pretty standard. You know, it spells out how much time, it spells out the rate of pay, it spells out, you know, I typically give my seconds, you know, my memory cards at the beginning of the day, I take them from them at the end, so I have everything with me. It talks really clearly about the second photographer's contact and communication with the client and or if they're allowed to use the images in their portfolio at any point. Now, some photographers, lead photographers can be really um, strict about that. I don't really, not that I don't really care, but I understand that for some people, it is a bit of a stepping stone. And so I have no problem with my second photographers sharing those images, but only after I have delivered the gallery in full and only after I have been able to share them or blog them. And then there's credit that has to be given, right? Like this, what this image was taken, you know, as a assistant photographer for Melissa, yada, yada. And then typically there's an expectation that the second photographer is not having any direct communication with the client sort of outside of the wedding, mostly to keep those lines of communication sort of clear of where the client needs to be communicating. So that's something to keep in mind. If, if you are a lead photographer that's looking to take on a second, you need to have a contract. You need to have a contract anytime that you're doing business where you're getting paid for it. <laughs> Just as a general disclaimer and note. But specifically, if you are bringing someone on to serve, to work under you, there has to be clear parameters for yourself and your own sort of business safety and for them too. That way, if you end up in a situation where they have not followed through on the terms of their contract, then you can, you know, hold them accountable in whatever way that is sort of deemed necessary. For the most part, um, in terms of payment, I would say the pay sort of varies, but for the most part, if you're a second photographer who is shooting alongside a lead photographer and your only job is to shoot, you don't have to edit or do anything else. It's typically somewhere between like 30 and $70 per hour, depending on where you live. And then usually what happens is you're paid half, you know, sort of before the event. And then you're paid half, you know, once the photographer has sort of gone through your images to make sure that they're usable. So that's sort of the quick overview of some, some of the legal sort of payment related things as it comes to sort of second photographers. I know for myself as a lead photographer, it can sometimes be hard <laughs> to let go of some of that control and you have, but you have to be able to trust, right? It's like, again, I know Meg knows what she's doing. So I had complete trust that I could say, Hey, can you go into the reception area? I need you to capture, you know, all the details of that, uh, you know, of the space that's there. Hey, can you go here and get all this stuff? And then because of that weather situation with Christina and Eric's <laughs> wedding, our like portrait time to be able to get all the portraits in that we needed was like cut in half because the space where we were going to do them, we couldn't do them. And now we would have to do them in the ceremony spot, which is where people were coming in. So it was like, okay, <laughs> we have this long list of shots that we need to get, we got to move people through like a conveyor belt here. So I like handed Meg this list and I'm like, okay, start lining people up. So I don't think you shot at all during that time. And you were mostly just like, mm -mm. like just getting people in line. And like, it was like, just a conveyor belt of people. I was like, okay, because in the background, mind you, because it had rained so much, they had to like 
it was like an open, it's a pavilion sort of situation, but it had open windows at the time. So they were like squeegeeing all the water off the floor. <laughs> so we're like trying to, I'm like trying to angle people. So like, I'm not getting the guys with like the squeegee mops and like, they're not standing oh in the water. Goodness. It was, yeah, I don't, I've never, I haven't had a situation like that since that wedding. Um, <laughs> but we had a lot that we had to cover in a very short amount of time when it came to the the formal portraits, which admittedly I would say is not like my favorite part of the day, but what's oh, my favorite part of the day. This is what I, okay. I don't do a lot of weddings. I have one this year that was rescheduled from COVID that's actually coming up in about a month. And where was I going with this? I forgot <laughs> your, favorite, your favorite part of the wedding day. Oh yeah. Favorite part. Sorry. Thank you. So I, um, I tell them now when we're doing scheduling, cause I just met with my couple like last week for our time schedule. And I tell them now, I say, look, I don't care about anything else about this wedding of, of the time schedule, except portraits because uh, the couple portraits, not the family portraits. I care less about those. Um, because that's my favorite <laughs> thing. Like that's my yeah. favorite thing about a wedding is the intimacy of the couple. So I actually, actually, this is what's happening with this wedding. We have decided to not do the couple photos at the wedding. We're doing it on a different day. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And they love that idea because it's so much pressure mm -hmm. for the, for the photographer, for the couple, for the people waiting on the couple, for the event planners waiting on everybody. So yeah. I'm just like, let's just not even do that. Let's just get ready another day. I'll come over, do your hair and makeup. Cause I'm pretty good at doing that. And we will just make it an intimate like engagement session instead, because they loved their, <clears throat> excuse me, their engagement session. It was so fun. It's very intimate. We had a great time. Like, let's just do that again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. But if they're not on board with that, you know, if a couples aren't on board, then <clears throat> I just tell them I need golden hour. So you can yep. plan the wedding around anything else, but golden hour. Cause that is my time. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. Otherwise, you got to find someone else because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get my style. If you make me shoot in full sun, I'm sorry. You're going right. to get ugly full sun photos that are just, <laughs> so <laughs> how do if you, you really want... <laughs> feel about it, Meg? <laughs> <laughs> that is how I feel. So if you want, and we ended know... up with beautiful weather at the end of that wedding. Yeah, we like did. I was, I was, so first of all, I was a little bit annoyed that after all the rain and the clouds and the wind and the hail that we didn't get a freaking rainbow, but seriously, but the skies cleared and we had the most delicious, like golden light and their bridal party was so fun. They were so fun. They were so fun to work with. And Christine and Eric are just super laid back and just really, they were down for anything. We did the smoke bombs, which was the first time I'd done that. That was awesome. And the drone. We had the drone we with had us. had the drone. Yep. Yeah. Meg was doing, um, she was doing sort of double duty. She was doing, well, she, Okay. I only asked her to do photo, but then she asked if she could do video. And I was like, sure, go for it. <laughs> so yeah, she brought, I love video. She brought her drone and we did that. So, but there's, you know, there's a lot of moving parts on a wedding day and it can be fast paced, especially when you run into unexpected things like random hailstorms in the middle of your wedding day. <laughs> and, you know, so much of that stuff's out of your control. Right. Like our job as photographers, especially wedding photographers, is we just have to make it work, you know, so I, it doesn't matter that there was, you know, two inches of standing water on the ground. Like we the venue was amazing. They did such an incredible job because they had to rewrite 
all of like these decorative chalk signs that had been destroyed by the weather. I mean, I, I couldn't believe how quickly they like got everything back under control to like, I don't think you would think the ceremony started late, but like, but then my time, right. Like the time that I have as a photographer to, to get other pictures done, that is what gets sucked up sometimes when you have events like that happening. And so that's why it's really important, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, to make sure that you have a second photographer with you that knows their stuff, right? I knew that Meg yes. and Leah, so important, whoever is shooting for me, right? They can adjust, they can be flexible, they can do what they need to do to get the shots they need to get. I didn't have any concerns about that. And I don't want concerns about that. If I have any concerns whatsoever that the person who I'm interviewing to be a second photographer is not going to be able to think and move on their feet, I'm not going to hire them. And there's a difference, right, between bringing on someone in a paid role as a second photographer who really has an important function to, to do, and then, you know, offering up an opportunity for someone to sort of come in an unpaid role in an assistant situation where you're not relying on their images. That sometimes can be an option too. So if I had someone come to me that said like, Hey, you know, I really want to sort of get my feet wet. It would have to be the right wedding would have to be the right couple for me to feel comfortable doing that. But then I would say, Hey, then I'm not going to pay you. And so you can come in and sort of see what it's like. And, you know, I'm not going to be relying on your images from this wedding and you can sort of almost sort of observe and shoot while you're there type of situation. But you have to, again, that's why that technical foundation is so, so important. And then when it comes yeah. to sort of like delivery of the images, again, it can go either way. It depends on your leads. Sometimes they, you know, they'll say, Hey, it's your cards. You go home and then you send them to me via Dropbox or WeTransfer or whatever. I just, again, there's that control issue. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I like saying, Hey, I'm going to give you two memory cards at the beginning or four, depending on how many cameras are shooting with, I'm going to give you the memory cards at the beginning of the day. You're going to give them back to me at the end of the day. That way I have everything with me. Now Meg was staying with me, so I didn't need her memory cards. We just, you know, we, yeah. we uploaded everything. <laughs> she just hijacked them when we got home. <laughs> we got home. <laughs> but you know, like Leah in the past, you know, she's given them to me and then I'd give them back to her if they were her cards or whatever the case might be. So it, uh, it really is dependent on your particular photographer. Now there are some photographers that say like, Hey, I'm done after, you know, the first dance, but the couple still wants reception coverage. And so that's going to be your time to be lead. And I'm going to head out. That sometimes happens too. If a, you know, if a client's like, listen, we really want you there for, you know, a long duration of the reception, that can be a situation where they sort of explain to the couple, like, you know, I'm going to have a second photographer with me. I'll be here through the first dance and then they'll take the reception from there. They're more than capable of doing that. So your role as a second could vary and look differently depending on who you're working with and what the expectations are. And that's why that contract is so important to make sure that you're clear on what's being expected of you. And the same things come down for like food, you know, breaks of that sort of nature. You know, whenever I have a second photographer with me, I'm making sure that the couple understands we both have to be fed. <laughs> we both, you know, <laughs> yes. I, there'll be a time when I probably give my second a break. And again, my couples are amazing. So even if my second photographer is only there for four hours, which typically I only require um, to be fed like a hot meal if it's five hours or longer, every single one of my couples has been like, oh, no, 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 no. Let them stay. Like they can be off the clock, but let them stay and eat. Yeah. Oh, okay. So of course, Meg and I were there for 10 hours. So we were like, feed us. <laughs> feed me now. <laughs> feed us, please. <laughs> I'm getting hangry. <laughs> so have snacks in your bag <laughs> so you can just toss them at your second photographer. 
or just for yourself too. I always have like a kind bar in my like camera bag yeah. or like almonds or something. So if I need to like always bring like shovel food in my mouth real quick, like I can do so. <laughs> I think a, a big question might be how much do you pay your second photographer? Yeah, so I know I just sort of touched on that briefly a little bit ago. Uh, it sort of varies um, sort of where you're located in, in the country, to be honest with you. I would say that I tend to pay mine about $50 an hour. And I would say it ranges somewhere between like 30 and 70-ish. I would say for the most part, if you're being brought on as a second photographer where your only job is to come in and shoot and you have no other no other responsibilities you got to come in do your job hand off the cards and then you go on about your merry way yeah which honestly sometimes because what i love weddings i really do but they can be stressful and there's sometimes i'm like huh a second photographer <laughs> might be a good gig for me because then i don't have to do anything with the right with the images but then at the same time like i like the editing part of it so but yeah, so I'm thinking I'm bringing on a second uh, photographer for that, that wedding I was talking about in May. So yeah, I would sort of like sort of ask around what the going rate is for your area. But for for me for around here, it's about $50 an hour. Now there's other times where sometimes you're brought on as an associate photographer, which mm -hmm. means that basically you're working in place of the lead photographer. So like there was a couple of weddings last year where just due to rescheduling and whatnot, like I wasn't available. And so I had to sort of reach out and find people in my area that I was, that I knew that I was knew that could do their job. And basically offered to be associates for each other. It's like, I can't make this date, but you can. So so-and-so is going to come in and shoot your wedding for you. She's amazing. I love her. She's wonderful. Right. And in that case, typically it's like a hundred to $150 per hour. Again, no editing responsibilities on the part of the associate, but in that case, I'm not there whatsoever. They're just sort of like working as an extension of myself sort of like a substitute teacher, if you think of it that way. So that rate obviously is a little bit higher because they are the lead sort of photographer. So for in that example, when I hired Leah, when my dad got remarried, because I was in the wedding, but I was also photographing the wedding. And <laughs> so I needed someone to be able to capture like the ceremony stuff that I was in and also help with family portraits because I had to be in some of them. So in that case, I paid Leah like an associate photographer, like fee, because mm -hmm. she was the lead photographer for those couple of hours. So it just sort of depends and on the rate going rate in your area. But in general, I would say that's sort of the range. Like I would say it's 30 is on the low side. I, to be honest, unless I had never, ever shot a wedding ever in my life or like any sort of event, I think 30 is too low. Personally, I would say the 50, 40 to 50 range is, is pretty normal um, yeah. for that range. And I think that makes sense in terms of what you're being asked to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That sounds reasonable. So I feel like we've covered all of the things I thought we wanted to cover when it came to a second being a second photographer. But again, it's a great way to sort of get your foot in the door, especially if you want to sort of see what it's like. You know, the first couple of weddings I took on, I was like, I don't know about this. I'm not sure if I'm going to yeah. like these or not. I'm going to do them because they're sort of low stress and I'm just going to see what happens. And then I sort of surprisingly, honestly, really enjoyed them. And so I think if you're someone that's like, I don't know if the wedding industry is where I want to be, but I feel like I want to test it out. Offering up your services as a second photographer is a great way to do that. And then you can sort of see a, what it's like for the lead photographer, B what that experience is like for you sort of working underneath them and how the flow of the day goes and sort of seeing, you know, if that jives with what you were expecting it to be. It's also a great way as you are, if you do decide that you want to sort of like become a wedding photographer, 
And you're going to get asked that question of, oh, how many weddings have you photographed, right? You have, if your lead photographer has allowed you to, you have a gallery, you know, galleries of images to be able to share and say, you know, I've never shot a lead wedding on my own, but I have second shot 30 or 40 or however many weddings, um, you know, there might, you might have done over the time. And then that's going to help you be able to sort of set your client's minds at ease that you know what you're doing because they are going to be looking understandably for that experience. Right. And so having time under your belt as a second photographer is a great way to get that wedding experience so that if you do decide to branch out on your own, that you can sort of confidently say, yes, I've done X amount of weddings. These are galleries that I have from those weddings. And you know, this is what my experience has been. Yeah, exactly. Oh, weddings. Weddings. (laughs) Weddings. That's all I say. I'm excited for the weddings that I have this year. Um, I feel like I still can't completely wrap my head around all the things that I have on my schedule because so many things have been rescheduled, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited for all of them. So if you all have questions about being a second photographer, obviously feel free to hit us up over at the Hello Storyteller Instagram page or our Hello Storyteller community. If you haven't joined that over on Facebook, you should. We'll drop both of those links in the show notes. And then as always, make sure that if you are listening and you love what you're hearing, make sure to to subscribe so you get notified of our new episodes every week. And we would love for you to rate our podcast. Five stars is always appreciated. And uh, leave leave comments, comments, please. (laughs) Yeah, we want to know what you think. And so on that, we're going to wrap it up and we're going to wish you a great rest of your day, a rest of your week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye, friends. Bye.